0: Welcome back, everyone, to the CrossFit Bath podcast. As always, I'm Jason. This week, a bit of a a bit of a different episode because uh, the CrossFit Games has just happened, uh, so there was no episode out on Monday because the games hadn't wouldn't have finished in time to record something to talk about it. Uh, so it's out a few days late. I'm sorry, but here it is now. So we're just going to be reviewing just how we feel about the games that have just gone, and who better to get on than the only man I know who has been winked at by Sarah Sigmund's daughter, therefore is an expert on all things CrossFit, CrossFit games, the Birdman himself, Rob Bird. Rob, welcome back to the CrossFit Bar Podcast.
1: Big shout-out to Sarah sigmund's daughter right there.
0: Well, she'll probably be listening now she knows you're on. So I know, Rob, that you, you didn't get to watch as much of the games as you would have liked to because they were holding an L1 that you were attending at the same time, which, you know, it's funny. I I would have thought they would have... Not had it on that weekend.
1: I know. They should have known what I was doing, really. Uh,
0: Oh, that's what it is. (laughs) Like, you think they should have moved the games for your L1 and not maybe your L1 could have been a week later? No, games should have moved. Absolutely. Why not? Makes sense. Uh, Did you watch any of the CrossFit games?
1: Uh, I managed to watch uh, the events last week. I managed to watch um, on the Wednesday and the Friday uh, and then Saturday night I did, after doing a lot of revision on my hotel bed. Um, And then Sunday after I got home, I managed to sort of catch up and I just about managed to catch the last event live, which was fun.
0: Going into it, did you have any predictions as to who you thought was going to win and how did those
1: things pan out? Well, I think I had the obvious prediction for the woman who was going to win, uh, Tia. I don't think anyone could argue with that. I thought a few would have done better than they did. Um such as uh, Hayley Adams I thought was going to do better than she did this year, Um, not that she did badly but um, I think others sort of outperformed themselves a bit uh, this year and and surprised themselves so um, I think the men's was really hard to call, I think Justin last year looked so good um, and really pushed Matt Fraser last year in some events, this year his training from what I've seen you know has looked pretty cool and, and pretty good and and he's obviously had that time training with Matt Fraser so who better to learn from um so i thought he was going to do well i wasn't so sure on sort of velner and falkowski cuz some years you just don't know what you're going to get velner <laughs> typically started in bad fashion this year um but to be fair like really tried clawing it back and and did well uh, to get second and yeah it was it was it was really interesting i thought this year particularly with the men's actually um, sort of seeing how that leaderboard was sort of adjusting and and, and who was doing well and I kind of thought Noah wasn't going to do that well this year I kind of predicted that because I know that he had that shoulder injury in his training um,
0: so yeah you messaged me that about oh yeah Noah's probably that shoulder injury he's got and I was like oh yeah I have picked the right man to come on <laughs> this is an, an expert of the sport it, it it is interesting because you've got to think like with like Velna and Fikowski and ones like that so they did the online semi-finals. Mm. So this is like the first proper big competition they would have done in years.
1: Yeah, the first live one they've done in years. And I think they, they're they both sort of ones who thrive off the crowd, really, aren't they?
0: And I guess, you know, I mean, I don't know if you get nervous, for example, like before an event, but if you haven't done it in front of a big crowd for a long time, it's true, you can kind of feed off the energy, but it's also got to be quite you know, it's not something you necessarily get used to, if that makes sense. And having not done it for a yeah. long time, that's, it's like the biggest stage. So I heard some comedians, uh, like in the UK, talking about them having to go back on tour and stuff. And then obviously also like reviewers want to go and review the show because it's like, oh, it's the first show you've done in a long time. And they're a bit like, well, hold on. Let let me have <laughs> let me do like a, li- a few first just to kind of get my groove back. And it's got to be a bit like that.
1: Yeah. And I guess like, Actually, you know, it's weird, like, so obviously I'm a teacher and um, I think going back after like COVID, after lockdown, you sort of get that same feeling, you know, I haven't taught live uh, for a while now, I've been doing virtual virtual lessons, but uh, yeah, I guess that, that's definitely um, got some truth in it and um, made it a sort of different journey for them really, but it was it was great to see them back, like I really like Velna and Fukowski, they're definitely both popular athletes um, and I think the crowd liked seeing them back and I was pleased that they did well because I think they deserve to do well. and
0: um, Yeah. I, I thought it was a lot more interesting this year than it has been for many years. Obviously, last year, you just had... So, like, last year, I'd almost given up on the games before they began. because yeah, they, got, <laughs> they got pushed back so many times. And then, ironic to say it on a podcast, but then I was, like, listening to podcasts where they were just speculating over and over again, like, oh, who's going to win? And it's, when it's just five people, mm. you're like, well, it's one of these five, isn't it? It's not exactly hard to call. Yeah, yeah. And Matt Fraser's there. So it's Matt Fraser, and then someone is coming second, and someone, someone is going coming third. third yeah. And Tia is going first, and someone is coming... So basically, over half the people are going on the podium. So you're just looking for the two men and two women that don't make it onto the podium. Whereas this year, yeah, okay, Tia had it locked up, but like going in to the final event, for both the men and the women, there were really exciting races to watch. Mm. So you had... Mm. Velner had been like clawing it back off, off Menderus like all the events leading up to that. And you know, spoilers if you haven't seen the games, but Justin <laughs> winning that event was that was such a like great. Okay, because he he didn't have to like beat Velna, yeah. He only needed to be kind of one or two places behind yeah. him, and he'd yeah. still got it locked up. But that's not the way you want to win, right? So him like winning that event and getting the title was really cool. Yeah. And there absolutely. was there was that race as well between BKG and and Fikowski, yeah. and that kind of yeah. there was a chance for him to get knocked off the third place. And then on the women's going into it, Kristen Holter and Annie were both tied for third. Mm. And whoever, you know, not one, but whoever came higher out of those two took the podium. So in like both times there were really exciting races, and we have not seen that for quite a while. I mean Tia had it locked up. She, so I think Brian Friend put out a, a thing where he basically done the maths, and if Laura Horvath won the last two events and got a hundred points on each event, and Tia came last and got five points on each event, Tia still won. So she <laughs> literally did not need to do the last two events. Oh,
1: she's just she's just a different specimen, that woman. And she's already
0: said that she's back yeah. next year.
1: She's not retiring. She's oh yeah, for sure. She'll go for a sixth title. She'll, She'll like just yeah.
0: do it all again. Yeah. My so I. I'm going to not be negative on this one. I'm going to be very positive, talk about all the things I liked. Tomorrow night I'm recording Playstack chat. I'm going to be very negative, talk about all the things I didn't like. <laughs> but um but for the, for the CrossFit Bath one, I just kind of thought like I want I want to look at it from your point of view kind of as oh I also do CrossFit, right? Because the Olympics are on at the moment. You don't do a lot of these events that they're doing. So like you can watch the Olympics and be like, well that's really cool, that's really impressive. But when you watch CrossFit you're kind of doing the same thing but slower right that's or or lighter or at a scaled
1: version hang on (laughs) and how do you know i don't synchronize dive well you might i don't know yeah no i don't i know (laughs) oh you called
0: me out for nothing (laughs) so watching it how how does that kind of do you find it motivational have did watching it make you feel like oh you know i want to improve my training a bit or my nutrition or 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 is it just kind of oh it's just a sport that i'm watching as if i was watching football or as if i was watching the olympics
1: uh i think it's a bit both like you watch it and you realize like how cool it is that they're doing this and then you can sort of almost go and replicate it yourself like in the gym but like you also realize how impressive it is um uh, and you're definitely like inspired by it like you, you definitely it makes you want to go out to the gym the next day or down to your box and and like smash the next workout and then like you look at obviously their bodies you know I'm not saying i've got the body of god because i haven't um it's more like a melted candle but it makes you think well actually what can i do more to like further or enhance my training or or just put that extra bit more to to reach like another goal or another target and it definitely like inspires you but then i also have the feeling or the sense that like well that is the sport and i'm not in it for the sport i am in it purely for my own health and well-being and um so there's different elements of it like i love watching it because it is cool and you're seeing the best of the best and that's why i watch football like i love playing football but i know that i'm never going to be playing at the world cup but i love watching the world cup because i am seeing the best players out there um and like you love seeing like a screamer of a goal because it's just incredible to watch and it's the same sort of thing um so yeah for sure like i i find it really inspiring um it definitely makes me want to sort of improve myself and and push harder in my own training but more for my own reasons rather than sort of want to become a games athlete (laughs) You're you're a real. That makes sense. It, it
0: does make sense. The reason I ask is because I told you I was going to ask you a question. You've been scared.
1: I have been <laughs> knowing scared. Yeah. What this question right. going to be? So It's you, Jace.
0: But uh, I think maybe the last workout I saw you at before, or one of the last before um, we both went away for different reasons, had handstand push-ups in it, and you were like, "That that's it. I you know I'm going to get these handstand push-ups. This is it now. Um, I'm going to train and I'm going to get handstand push-ups." <laughs> And then they had that event with the freestanding handstand push-ups. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dave,
1: Dave Castro, what are you doing to me? What
0: What did you think of the freestanding handstand push-ups, honestly?
1: Uh, oh, do you know, I don't know if I thought anything about it, to be honest with you. Like, I thought it was an interesting swing on it, but was it much harder than some stuff they've done before? Like, or some stuff that... Like, it's, it's one of those things, I've seen a lot of the athletes doing that in their training anyway. Um... So, or like you, you look at they've done um, uh like inverted handstands or ring push-ups, haven't they? Before, and I thought that that looks blimmin hard. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know really what I thought about it. It's just, it was an interesting take on it. It was it was different, and I guess that's what CrossFit is. It's sort of throwing something different at you that maybe you haven't done before, but then you have seen a lot of them do that before. I don't know. That's a that's an interesting question, Chase. In terms of my myself <laughs> seeing that, I mean, yeah, I wanted to go and improve or get handstand push up, so I did start going and doing little headstands against my wall at home, which my son found very interesting. But um, yeah, what? Why? What? I'm going to throw it back at you. What did you think about them?
0: I, well, I thought it was a little bit messy with the judging, um, because I always feel, particularly when it's a new movement, it's very difficult because. You don't have those points for the standard that are clearly set in your mind as as an athlete. You've been mm. told about them. You've been told like you need to demonstrate control when your head is about that. You know when your head's touching the floor. I mean, demonstrate control is a little bit more subjective maybe than locked out or not locked out kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. uh, and, and obviously because of kind of like you have to step go a few steps forward and you're on your head. So just think you're going upside down and then back down and then back up again. Like you get a little bit disorientated and you've got the crowd screaming and you're racing someone next to you because there was that kind of slip up where I, I think what happened is that Manderas came down for what he got like a no rep, but then he didn't get pushed back to the line before that he was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. So at the very end, he was on the final line. He came down and he thought he'd finished and, oh, I he, remember that, yeah. and he got called back and yeah. Velna took him on that workout and you're kind of like, well, I mean, what happened there? And I think it's just because, again, it's quite tricky to kind of... Because sometimes they were, they'd were, they start a rep and they'd start moving backwards because like, they were so tired and, and stuff. Mm. And and so it just seemed a little bit... What I did find was interesting is that nobody... I didn't hear any of the commentators mention how well Laura Horvath was doing in it, considering it was a workout with handstand push-ups. Whereas yeah, she true. always gets called out on yeah, like, oh Yeah, well, it's one of happening.
1: her... Her. Weaknesses, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and she actually did really you know she did well in that, um but also i i i you know I like handstands you, you know that about me. like in the lockdown, I did a whole load of handstand practice, and I can do handstand push ups so i I quite like handstands and handstand walks and stuff like that, but we had a handstand walk obstacle course, <laughs> that was one event, and then those handstand push ups. And then, you know, you look around, like, people's Instagram and just everyone doing CrossFit all around mm. the world they are just doing handstands everywhere. Mm. I don't know. I just... I, 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 I like handstands. But when you're talking of functional fitness, it's quite hard to justify a lot of handstands compared to, like, being able to run or swim or even paddle. Like, it seems more uh, more of a functional movement. And handstands yeah. seem a little bit more of a... A little bit gimmicky, just a bit.
1: Yeah, I guess I know what you mean. And I, I get like the it, skill
0: involved. Like, yeah, it's you know, it takes a lot of strength, a lot of stability. Like, I get all of that.
1: But it, there could have been other things that tested functional fitness. Yeah. Rather than two events that had that uh, that movement, is that what you're saying?
0: I'm not. I mean, not exactly, <laughs> but yeah, kind of. I just, I just, I think. I think there's been a lot of a lot of emphasis on handstands over the last couple of years which I just I I just don't see as much the function in it like do you need to be able to walk on your hands to function in like like if you're being so but my my way of looking at it is always like I've done crossfit we went into a lockdown I never used to run but I just decided oh I'm just going to run and the training that crossfit had given me over the years leading up to that meant I could just do a 5k do a 10k I need to train functional being able to walk on my hands I can't see the areas in my life where I'm like oh I really need to if only I could have walked a few steps on my hands gone down pushed myself back up and walked a few more steps but I like it but it's uh... spend a
1: day in the life of me
0: (laughs) (laughs) so it just seems so much because I think last time there was the static handstand hold in like a box Yeah, yeah. Which, again, was like, oh, it's another twist on the old handstands, and then this time... I mean, it's it's all right. I get, as well, though, it's spectacle. And you're at the games, and you've got spectators, so you do need
1: that degree of spectacle. Yeah, and it's sort of mixing it up and and doing something that that you think they're not going to be prepared for. So, like, I guess one of the things about CrossFit is being able to pull anything out of the bag and testing them against it, but they should be able to you know, be able to do it. Yeah. Like if it if if it shows a form of fitness or um if it if it tests I know what you're saying about functional fitness, but if it tests if it tests a um a movement that could be seen as functional fitness, then um they should be able to do it. And it's and it's trying different things each year. And like I think like last year or the it was, was it last year's year before, wasn't it, when they made all the cuts. And I think like you're always going to do things, and Castro's always going to do things. CrossFit always do things that maybe aren't right, or, <laughs> but like they learn from it, and they might think, oh, actually, I'm not, I'm going to do it slightly differently next year. And I think they got it pretty good with the cuts this year. I think, and I th- I think that sort of goes with a lot of things in life, I guess. Yeah,
0: I I think that this year actually the the events, I I think pretty much all of the events I I liked. I thought they were all kind of varied enough. I thought they touched on enough sort of di- different things, they but they were also enjoyable to watch. I thought the cuts worked well. I so thought the the cuts from 40 to 30 and then just one event was, was interesting. Um it didn't it didn't change, you know, a, a huge amount really, but I guess it was nice that you could have an event where 10 people it was like this is your last chat like you've just survived and now you've got kind of one more go at it. Um, that, w- that was, yeah, in- interesting. Um, cutting to 20 and then keeping it at 20 is good. Going lower would have meant that we wouldn't have had those kind of... There wouldn't have been as many, you know, if you need seven people to finish between you and the person ahead of you to jump them on the podium, mm. you need to have yeah. 20 people. You can't be like, it's one heat and I can see where they are. Like, There's no sense of danger to that almost, is it? It's when yeah, you've got to start yeah. factoring in of Heat 1's times to know how you stack up that's when it gets kind of more exciting, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, I did think it was was a good event, and like you, I think yeah, I'm never going to be a Games athlete because I don't compete. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only reason, right? Um, oh,
1: that's the only reason you're not going to be a Games athlete. That's the yeah, 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 yeah. only reason. Yeah. I thought that. I, I know you did.
0: But I also looked at it like oh man yeah because i was away the whole time as well i hadn't done i i think i did the workout on wednesday and then traveled wednesday night um and so i hadn't had a chance to go in sort of it was great i meant i could watch all the events but i didn't get to actually go and do any workouts Mm. and i was like i'd really like to to do something now instead i just ate badly and and slept terribly and and uh, drank too much and just didn't... Oh, yeah, all the it. things that you, <laughs> you try and avoid. And then PB'd yeah. my back squat today. So, hey. You know, there you go. There must be something to it. But it was it was, it was was just nice to watch a live event with people there, like seeing kind of the, the, the community enjoying it and all the stuff going on. Uh, you know, it was Scott Panchik's final year, like getting to see him kind of... Go, like, yeah. can you imagine if he'd retired last year like how sad that would have been that he was. I mean, even if he'd qualified, it'd have been like five people in an empty ranch, mm. not fun. Even worse if it had just been the way it actually was, in that he was on t- on mayhem, surely gonna podium with that team. <laughs> He's yeah, never yeah. podiumed. Then it gets cancelled, and then he retires with nothing. So, like, it was good yeah. for him to. And he got he got two event wins. Yeah, and he was injured so yeah and in all the years he's done crossfit he before that he had one event win Mm. so he doubled his like (laughs) he got twice as many event wins in his whole career on the last year yeah so that was cool um and then this year i should touch on this then for the kind of community and the, the crossfit Bath community a bit more there was so much more coverage of adaptive athletes of masters athletes of teen you know the different age group categories the teens um obviously the teams they've they've had coverage the last couple of years but there was a lot more stuff like you got to see a lot more of the overall kind of crossfit oh definitely machine yeah
1: yeah and 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 that's like one of the biggest things about crossfit really isn't it It is it that sort of overarching community feel and the fact that anyone can do it and if anyone wants to compete they can have a go at competing, and there's no like limit on what you can do. Um, so yeah, it was amazing to see like the the adaptive athletes and uh, the masters and teens and the coverage that they got and the celebration that they got. And yeah, I um, I I I generally thought the games this year were really good. I do. Um, I really enjoyed the events. Um, I thought that they they did put like good twists on some events like instead of like just the clean ladder they put the runs in the middle um which was like i thought was like a cool thing just adding like an extra little element to it um the sprint was like slightly different it was more like a sprint around a a, i want to say a loop it's not a loop but like um, half a loop basically yeah like just not like a a straight yeah um but yeah for sure like that 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 whole community and, and like seeing everyone back in the stadium And, like, hearing that roar and, um, oh, man, I'd love to go to one of these one day. Um,
0: But, yeah. When they invite the CrossFit Last Podcast, I'll be like, I need my games correspondent to come with me. Yeah, you're Rory (laughs) McKernan, yeah. Definitely, I, do you know what the thing, it's kind of one, again, it's a bit, like, it's a little bit bittersweet because I I also really enjoyed the games this year and I thought especially, and, again, like, yeah, and the way it was broad because we got to enjoy it all the way over here. We didn't have to go there and see it and it was, you know, it was broadcast really well, and they had all of that and obviously all of that cost money, which meant they had a lot of sponsors, which was driving me a little bit.
1: I think I know what's coming here, Jace
0: Oh, I don't think you do actually <laughs> oh, okay,
1: <laughs> because it that, yes,
0: there is one that I kind of felt odd choice um odd slash misleading choice uh which now I will have to mention in a minute, but just overall, I just get you get a bit kind of tired with the just constant barrage of like sean woodland telling me all the different things that are sponsoring the games this year <laughs> yeah, okay. um and the one i found funny not not as critical but uh, well yeah a little bit strange it was that obviously rogue provides all the equipment mm. and they always they have like for, for years but it was the thing about the the bike like the uh, the was it the echo bike i can't remember what they call the I think so. It's yeah. their air bike, and it's yeah. like, which is the official bike of CrossFit. Yeah, which I felt was a little bit of like an unnecessary jab at, at you know, the, what we've had until now. That what yeah. we've used until now. Like you've used it, we've seen it's there, and well, it, you I'm... could call it the official bike of the CrossFit Games. Fair enough.
1: We're gonna have to get some now. Yeah, I'm sorry. i mean, yet to were... try it. Apparently, they're harder than assault bike as well.
0: They don't. Um, the calories don't tick over. Mm. So you, oh, if you stop, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That's why they're harder. So, um, But, you know, I mean, they've just we've just got a new facility. They've bought new rowers, all of that. They probably can't afford to go out and buy these these bikes. So we'll just stick with the ones we've got for now.
1: I, for one, like the Assault Bike. You like it? I, I like the Assault Bike. Yeah. I know not many people do, but I do. I hate yeah. it so much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so we've mentioned it. The, the sponsor that I found really weird was... Monster Energy, <laughs> filled with water. Well, they don't tell you it's filled with water, do they? You see these athletes get to the, and the ones that they were handing out to the actor, the like the people at the games were definitely not filled with water.
1: Wasn't it when was it Sam Briggs like poured who poured water, over head? Yeah, yeah, and on then the right. Like, yeah,
0: okay, so that's clearly not a Monster Energy, but it, it just. I get that CrossFit is a sport, like that's the sport of CrossFit. I get that, you know, Glassman's not there anymore and all of that. But at the same time, it's. Okay, we've mentioned football a couple of times. Look around a football stadium at the people that are there watching football. They don't look like football players. <laughs> right? In, yeah. Look at the people at the CrossFit events. They. Are practitioners of CrossFit. They go there. They watch the thing, but they also they emulate the people that you know. They've got their whoop straps. They've all got all of this kind of stuff, and they are also ending my podcast career here. They are also quite like they will just buy into whatever the athletes have, right? Like I've never mm-hmm. seen so many people wearing like oh I, you know I've got my whoop strap, and you're like, how, <laughs> how much are you training twice a week? And you're like, do you need a whoop strap? Like. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure you need that.
1: I got a few of Sara's crop tops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you use them when you train. I've seen you use so those.
1: <laughs> and I look good.
0: And I just find like the idea that you would finish a, you know, a really intense workout and then drink a Monster Energy is ridiculous. And they're not doing that. They're drinking water, but you've put it in the cans of Monster Energy. You're, advertising, you're selling Monster Energy as like, this is what they're having.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting I, one. Like, I I don't know if any of them drink it out. Like, well, it, generally, it, it, I know that I know that Matt Fraser recently had a, a large load of them delivered to his house, and not that I know Matt Fraser, I've happened to have seen it somewhere. I can't remember where, but um, I don't know how many of them actually drink these energy drinks or. Yeah,
0: and and I mean, it's fun. like you want to drink an energy drink. It's like you know, I remember Noah Olsen once saying like, "Yeah, I'll have a can of Coke. Like, what's the problem?" And it's like that's fine, but it's just sort of having it pushed there as a sponsor and it just so prominent on the biggest
1: stage yeah, yeah. A-
0: and and it is you know it it's just funny because it, you know they're owned by coca cola it is the kind of the the fight that they've had all of this time, and what I find funny as well i mean and this is something that obviously nobody sort of there has mentioned because they're Americans mostly commenting on all this so they don't probably follow like football and the world cup and stuff like that but how much press uh, Ronaldo got when he took the Coca-Cola away and was like no drink water and you have literally done the opposite you've just inverted that you've just been like do you remember at the end of the games there used to be a cooler full of water and people would just grab a bottle of water now they've got cans of monster energy no they've got water but
1: yeah uh... So, so going back to the Euros, when obviously Ronaldo did that, Harry Kane then didn't get rid of that bottle of Coke, and he said, "Well, actually, Coca-Cola—they like, like—they endorse football. They—they they put a lot of money into like grassroots football, and um, which is which is true. And I guess you need sponsorships, and you like any sport, um, or company needs endorsements and money in order to function and to continue growing." So there's that side of it. I guess it's a bit sort of swings around us, isn't it? Because then CrossFit is about health and well-being and and you know healthy living and putting the right things into your body. So there's different angles you can take on it. It's it's, it's a hard one.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I like that's true. That's the problem, isn't it? Like comp- I mean, it's like everything, isn't it? It's like you know big big companies that are doing terrible things but then they give lots of money to charity and you're kind of like yeah. So would you, you know, prefer
1: it, like, like Buxton or um, something like that? Yeah, Aviva. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that would have been fine <laughs> Nestle would <water. laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah I don't know, it, it is, I think it is just I, I guess it's because obviously Greg Glassman's gone and people will feel about that however they'll feel about that but You know, when you think of, like, how many years and how much time there was, like, in Congress litigation against Coca-Cola. And then it's like, oh, and now we, you know, and and you say, like, money talks. So, yeah, we, you know, but no one is giving you money and not expecting something from it. Mm. And not, or we expect you to, you know, be using our product on your event. But then it's what happens outside of the event, what happens down the line? What happens the next time there are these things and you're you're absolutely right, like for football and other sporting events and things like that, fair enough, but while football might get kids out playing football getting a bit fitter, they're not claiming to have the solution to the world's biggest. I mean you've just done your l one, so you're probably more you know across the board with this than I am, but the idea of it being the like kind of this simple elegant solution to the world's biggest problems kind of. It, it's it's that idea of yes there's the health side and the sport but we've you know i've always been one of those that said well i actually think they are intertwined and pe- the people see the sport it gets them into the health side of it sport isn't healthy because you know Brooke Wells dislocated her, her shoulder doing her elbow doing a snatch because sport pushes you
1: to a certain limit but yeah, but I you think know, yeah. you know, there's risk of anything you do, isn't there? Well, well exactly. Um, you know, there's risk when we go to the gym every <sighs> night and it's about sort of limiting that risk and but when you're pushing yourself well, to, well, well, and exactly. exerting yourself, there's always gonna be
0: I mean, and that's why people are kind of like, Oh, well they're two different things and I'm like, Well they're not they're not two different things. It's the same thing, but it is there's a time when you are yeah, foot you know, pedal to the to the floor, pushing as hard as you can. Mm. That isn't healthy, but it's. But in the rest of time, if you are training this, you know that's not what they're doing the rest of the year. That's not how they're training. That's how they compete. And when they train, yeah, they push themselves to a quite you know a high intensity. But it's it's not that. Do you know what I mean? It's not the same. Mm. Uh, and also, they're competing for a, a period of time, and then they retire or they you know whatever. Um, but they've got that foundation there. They've or how how many people got into CrossFit because they saw them competing, kind of things like that. So it, it's got a different slant. This has nothing to do with the games, <laughs> <laughs> but it it just my, my my overall opinion of the games generally was I kind of feel like what Dave did worked. I was less pleased with maybe what Eric Rosa did. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, that yeah, no, that completely makes sense. And then I I guess like. Obviously, they've got two very different roles. And Dave's been, like, you can't deny it. Well, you could. But, I, I you know, he is a bit of a master at what he does in terms of programming and, and constantly testing, like, athletes to a point where he makes them do things that even they make look difficult sometimes. Like, and these are the fittest people in the world. Well, on the one right. side,
0: but then on the other side, there was that event that was the GHD sit-ups, the burpees with the cheese curd over the hay barrels. Oh, and then the... And then, they're to like, and then it was a yoke carry. And they were like, oh, on the demo team, nobody got this done before three rounds, four rounds. And, like, two people almost got it done in one, one round. Yeah. Yeah. And they like, oh, we couldn't expect that. And you kind of like, well, I mean, I like people on the demo team. There's some great athletes on there. But the reason they're on the demo team is because they didn't qualify for the games. So uh, yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> and and but also at the same time, like you're always gonna get surprises as well. And like I think the way CrossFit's going is so many so much more people are getting into it, which is amazing. Like but people are getting into it from a younger age. Um obviously the sport is developing, CrossFit develops all the time and and the the athletes are getting stronger and fitter, like, every year. And, like, you, you look at... When they give you, like, facts about what weights they used at the first games compared to what weights they use now, or even what weights they use sort of 2013, maybe, and what weights they use now. Like, the differences are unbelievable. And, like, I guess one example is, like, the teens these days. So that Mallory O'Brien, who could have competed in the teens division this year, but she competed in the individual's She cleans more than me. Like she's seventeen. Now, I'm a what six foot three, fairly hefty bloke. I wondered where that was. Yeah, so did I. Um, (laughs) But like, and she's just incredible. She's she's not like the biggest athlete, but she's just so strong. And and I think we're gonna start seeing athletes continuously like pushing those boundaries and getting better and better and better and. Those surprises are going to happen, and and I guess that's the only way. When you when you sort of reach a threshold, that's when you know you've got to go even further and push the intensity even more. And
0: yeah, so she, I mean, she beat Tia in a workout, mm. which uh, was event four. So that was again on a Wednesday, and Tia had won three events in a row. Mm. Looked, you know, late later. I I guess if that had happened later in the week, Tia had come second and third and stuff in in some other events it wouldn't have been necessarily as like incredible but it being the first event that she got beaten at and by a 17 year old that had heavy thrusters Mm. what like it's just a combination of these things because as you said the teens are getting ridiculously strong the teens traditionally when they would come up like hayley adams is a perfect example they would have amazing like endurance and and kind of like they like Haley Adams can do toes to bar for days or GHD setups and all of that. But you give her a heavy barbell and it was always the kind of the limiting factor. Yeah. And even like, even, even even now, now really? because she couldn't get the first barbell mm. on that second clean ladder. Mm. I mean, she's amazing. How her, like her position that she finished just shows how fit she is. Like everything else, and there's just this one, and it's always been yeah. It it takes time to build strength. It just takes time to build strength. So of course the teens are never going to be as strong. <laughs> but then you see like what they're snatching and what they're cleaning. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, well these teens that are coming up are ridiculously yeah. strong. So what
1: weights are we going to see? You know. Yeah. In another eight nine years time. I don't know. We better start it's training now. <laughs> <laughs> well, my time's gone. Well, no, like I, I guess you'll you'll see it the other way as well. So like with masters athletes. In the sort of early days of CrossFit as a sport, and when Masters was introduced, you probably had Masters who hadn't necessarily been in CrossFit for the entirety of their teens through adulthood. Whereas now, or going forward, the Masters are more likely going to be athletes who have had a whole career of CrossFit and those boundaries are then going to be pushed, and bars can be set higher.
0: I mean, there were quite a number of athletes this year in, in the games that had qualified as both individuals and as athletes uh, and as masters. Mm. And basically, like if they hadn't qualified, if they hadn't won a semi-final, they could have just gone as a as a masters athlete kind of thing. Mm. And you're like, and that's the person that will be, you know, mm. maybe next year when a few more teens come up or some others come across and you've got a, like a slightly stronger field and, they've, and they're have and they another year older kind of thing and it might be like okay this year I'm not going to make it oh I'll go and do the Masters thing and you're like so you're throwing down with somebody that last year was mm. you know in the, the RX category of the <laughs> elite athletes kind of thing it's crazy so everyone but that's great as well isn't it because like it's just showing you I always think that's good because yes, you're never gonna like like you're never gonna be a games athlete. You're probably never gonna be a masters athlete at the games either. But it's r- encouraging to see that the methodology is working and that the because you know the, again, classic was kind of like well, they kill themselves, they beat themselves up, they destroy themselves, and then they're useless. Well, then they wouldn't be able to compete as masters as well. Hmm. But obviously, you can pull back the intensity a little bit and keep going kind of thing and that's
1: yeah and and i guess so one of the things i was we sort of talking about over the weekend was was intensity has to be sort of relative to your an individual's physical and psychological tolerances but and but the fact is crossfit trains someone to be functional for a lifetime not just for the years that they're actively competing but if you are constantly doing crossfit and you're working at intensity that suits y- your needs you should be able to do functional movements for a lifetime and not become somebody unless you're sort of really unlucky with accidents or wherever it might be you should be you know age gracefully being able to do functional movements and um yeah it's really interesting
0: so we didn't talk too much about the actual events but you know and and I and this was me being positive as well so so if you really want to hear what i thought <laughs> come and come and listen to plate stack chat and hear, hear my unfiltered opinion um but no i enjoyed the games it was good events uh we haven't really like you know go, it's all on youtube you can go and watch it if you want to hear more about it um obviously a few surprises with people going out for covid a few injuries a lot of injuries actually I think yeah. that was one thing i noticed this year i think there were potentially more injuries, again, maybe just because people haven't been competing in competitions as much over the last couple of years, maybe haven't even been training the same because of the whole COVID situation, so mm. I, I don't think it was anything like, I, it makes sense that it's the first kind of big competition back, there were a few more injuries than usual uh, and obviously COVID was, you know, rearing its ugly head and, and that affected a few athletes that, you know, Bethany Shadburn I thought she was, should have really strong oh, chance yeah, of being on the podium this year yeah. that was unfortunate, Carrie Pierce obviously
1: has done really well in the last two years. Yeah, Brooke Wells has been sort of gradually getting better. You never know what you're going to get at the games of her. Yeah, um, not expecting what happened to, her, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah. That was,
0: that was uh, yeah. of anything to expect from her. Nasty. Wasn't that? Um, so, but but overall, I think it's done its job in in selling CrossFit as you know the methodology and something to to do. It's encouraged us, which is good, and uh, it's given us a chance to talk about it thank you for joining me, Rob. I know you've got to get None. home now, um, although you're on holiday, so... <laughs> well. <laughs> how many missed calls from the wife? <laughs> None. 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 Oh. My wife's a gem. Yeah. Okay, don't look at my phone. <laughs> right. uh, thank you everyone for listening. Next week will be a more classic episode, but how could we let the CrossFit Games go by without having a little chat about it? So thank you for joining me, Rob. You're welcome. Thank you. And um, I'll see you Very soon, probably.